And welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. We got, mm, well, you had, like, seemed like you were gonna miss a part of the yeah. intro, but you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had, like, I had the beginnings of a cough in the back of my throat towards the end there and I really had to power through. I'm a real hero, you guys. It's true. <laughs> That's what we always say about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, behind my back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why we started talking when you uh, dropped out of the call while we started talking about Keanu Reeves was we were talking about who would play you in a movie about your life. <laughs> right, you were like, who's heroic enough to represent Matt's uh, opinions about both time travel and uh, much ado about nothing? Oh, <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Who, who is good enough in real life at kicking and shooting to approximate how good Matt is at kicking and shooting? <laughs> Metaphorically kicking and shooting the intro to this podcast. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. just going to say metaphorically and get at kicking and shooting because, of course, you wouldn't be interested in using guns, being the person you are, but also that you're not interested in kicking either. <laughs> yes, for the same reason. Because <laughs> your legs are too feeble to kick. <laughs> yes, I believe that the government should crack down heavily on both gun ownership and kicking. <laughs> Uh, How would you so, do that? Everyone has those uh, leg chains for convicts that are only like two feet of chain, so you can't raise your leg up. You have those like sandbag remember. ankle weights that you use for weight training, or from uh, the oh, or no, from the short no. story Harrison Bergeron. <laughs> that will create a race of people with super calves. So if they ever get rid of those sandbags, they will be able to kick you to death yeah. with one kick. I think that is remember. literally the plot of Harrison Bergeron, actually. <laughs> Do you guys remember there was a period of anime where there were characters who, like, weren't a- were super good at a thing, but were prevented from doing that thing until the very end of the series? Like, they had a sword that was chained into a sheath, or- I'm thinking about the- there's one character from, uh, Tales of- something one of the tales games uh and he was like a super good martial artist but he, he was locked in a straight jacket the whole game huh. so he could only kick oh yeah, man that seems about right the kicks everyone dumb. knows the legs are the least powerful limbs on the human body right well a to the kicking like if you wanted to stop a martial artist from being good kicking is a big part of that but also b all of your friends are there with swords <laughs> like they could they could help you. No, it was an invincible jacket. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think it was something dumb. Like he was so sad that his daughter died that he swore to never punch again. Which is why he was in a straight jacket. <laughs> he he swore to never punch again. But then Theon Greyjoy came and killed his dog, so he had yeah. to unbury all of his punching equipment from underneath his garage. Yeah. What you know. I know, Louisa, you're not a huge fan of anime, and I know, Jeff, that you like it a lot, and so there's <laughs> okay, kind of a good Okay, calm down. <laughs> I'm feeling a little there's, attacked. No, no, I mean, a lot attacked, for sure, but no, um, so we've got a good spread on this. 
I think that the best thing about anime, and I'd like your opinions, the best thing about anime is the way that it is very seemingly tone deaf about combining actually serious and good dramatic character points with incredibly insane, like goofy off the wall, dumb bullshit. Like, I mean, there are so many characters where you're like, oh, well, he's very sad because he, you know, he lost his mother at a young age. And so he spent a lot of time learning magic so that he could bring her back. But in the the process that it went badly and he ended up creating evil and it was very sad. And so then he like locked his little brother into a magical suit of armor forever. Like, yeah, we're talking about full metal alchemist. Yeah. We're talking about the man in the iron mask. Well, I mean, full metal alchemist kind of has a vibe of that. It seems like it's supposed to take place in some sort of like fantasy uh, France. Oh god, yeah. every fucking anime takes place in that same fantasy France, which is somehow the medieval period and also the post-Rococo period. Yes, although at the end they open a portal into hey. steampunk also, so... Uh, most anime takes place in fantasy Japan, thank you very much. I don't think that's no. true. They're like, what if what if it was Japan what about and Lupin everybody the third yeah, Jeff? What about Lupin the Third? <laughs> yeah, he is a French guy's of uh, a French fictional character's fictional grandson. It's All true. I know is whenever I see people cosplaying characters that I don't know, which is my main exposure to anime, they are always wearing a powdered wig. They are always cosplaying as the Eiffel Tower, yeah. but with a sword. The, the powdered <laughs> wig is just the character's actual hair. Yes. <laughs> they're not wearing oh, powdered man. wigs in the fiction. Maybe they're, maybe they're cosplaying as their favorite members of parliament. Uh-huh. <laughs> or, uh huh. Or. That was a funny joke to me. Founding fathers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what did you do uh, online this week, Matt? Well, um, I watched. I'm sure this is going to play into a lot of our discussions today, but I watched the coverage of the highlights of E3 this week. Uh, and saw a lot of cool things that were being discussed. And one of the cool things was uh, the release of Kingdom Hearts finally has a date. And so a lot of people are very excited about that. Um, and to get in, to get myself excited, because I'm kind of feeling jaded on the whole series, <laughs> I thought I would uh, play... I have the like 1.5 and 2.5 remixes to play. And I also watched some videos about the explaining the lore of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, fuck, you guys. Oh, no, though, you guys. Here's how many Kingdom Hearts games I have played. Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories about halfway through. This is the problem. I've played Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2, and the fact that I needed to play seven games between those two to understand what the fuck was going on was part of why I was like, I need to, I need to, like, experience it fully to prepare yeah. to, maybe i will get why everyone is so excited for kingdom hearts 3 if i experience <laughs> it fully i said to myself naively i think that first game is pretty fun um but the story is total nonsense the problem is the first i mean yes the story listen i want to get into this in a second <laughs> because the story is like the ravings of an insane person mm -hmm. But first, the gameplay in the first game is actually also terrible, and it's a oh, shame man. because I I loved that first game when it I came out. I remember you playing it. I never played it myself, yeah. but I remember you playing it it's, and being stuck in the same places over and over and over. Yes. It's just so poorly aged, right? It was fun at the time. 
Well, yes, I think it was very fun at the time, but okay, 3D platforming has always been the worst, and we only, as a society, realized it fairly recently, yeah. I think. I think the, so, o- the only good one is the first one, Super Mario 64, and most of the rest of them feel bad. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, like, there's so many times when you'll be playing this game, and an enemy will come up, and they're weak, and you're like, oh, I'll take care of them, no problem. But then you hit the button to attack them, and your character, like, leaps 70 feet into the air, and then just falls off the tower you were climbing instead of attacking the monster. And you're like, fuck, what? There's, like... This monster has succeeded in knocking me off this tower nine times, even though he has one hit point. Yeah, I um, I also got that same collection because there was an Amazon glitch, and it was $12 for literally all the extant Kingdom Hearts games except the most recent one. Uh, mm-hmm. And I forgot that Kingdom Hearts 1 opens with a music video of the theme song in a pre-rendered yes. oh, cutscene that is the whole song. Yes. And then <laughs> you God, yes. and then you play through some kind of Disney nightmare as a character you've never met and you yep. have to make all these decisions in the abstract about how your build will be like do you want to be better at attack defense or magic and you do that by picking a w- different kind of well, weapon. And they don't really explain what the the different choices yep. mean, and you haven't done any of those things yet, so yep. you don't know what's important. <laughs> it's All I know so is weird. Clips I ever see of it look like the footage you would see inside one of those super fancy Japanese um, photo booths, where you can mm. pal around with a, a boy band and also the <laughs> Disney characters. Like yep. if it was that. That's pretty much all I'm ever seeing. Yeah, this is yeah, a game that's basically what it where is. Mickey Mouse joins a, a cult of devil worshippers and has a sword okay. that looks like no, a key. No, no. Okay, <laughs> now we need to yeah. get into this. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, let's go for it, man. So, what is I'm Organization try... Thirteen? They're evil, right? They look evil. They're okay. goth and they have hoods. I'm gonna... Okay, I will. I'm gonna try to explain in less than two hours, which is the length of any other video I've ever seen <laughs> of explaining the Kingdom Hearts lore. I'm going to try to explain what's going on, and you guys stop me with questions because you'll have them. <laughs> I already so, have questions because I played that first game, but go ahead. So, the entire universe was created by a guy who's named the Master, and he used the power of Kingdom Hearts, which is goodness, to make everything happen. Mm, like I remember the universe. Okay, hold on. Uh, he's just a guy. I mean, yeah, maybe God. <laughs> he made universe though hmm. but yeah well yes that's the implication he certainly made everything that we see in the games okay, okay so i got this from the first game because at the end you go to kingdom hearts which is a big door and sora says kingdom hearts is light and i right. as a 12 year old was like sorry what uh and then the yes. game was over <laughs> you dummy you're supposed Correct. to say it's lit that's what you can say <laughs> yeah this um, was 2002 so- though we didn't invent lit yet <laughs> So the master decides that he wants to, like, wait, okay. No, it's getting complicated already. He's going to kill the doctor because the the doctor spreads love through the universe or something. The master foresees that in the future there will be a war that will wipe out all of life. And so he creates uh, five keyblades, which are super good swords that allow people to fight with the power of light Mm -hmm. and gives them to his disciples. But... One of his disciples is, is Mickey evil. Mouse. 
<laughs> no, not yet. One of his disciples is evil. It may or may not be the one that wears all black and never shows his face. It is. Spoilers. <laughs> it is him. Um, and then, so then they're all like, we don't know who to trust. Hey, guys, don't trust the one that wears all black and never shows his face. The That's one probably his the eyes one. jingling his bag of 30 pieces of silver. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they all turn against each other and form their own factions and fight each other, and then that becomes the war that is going to end all of the universe, and so the Master decides to, like, break Kingdom Hearts to stop the war from just consuming everything, and then, so the light is, like, sealed off behind a door, and the darkness is sealed off behind another door. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm with you so far. This all sounds yes. now, perfectly logical to me. This is where things me. start to get crazy. <laughs> start to. All right. So, yeah. So then um, the the master's like <clears throat> chief disciple is worried he's going to die. And master so chief. he, yep. So he decides to train his, train two people to like be his successors. Mm -hmm. No, train three people to be his successors. But actually, he's training one of them to be, like, a host body that he's going to transfer his consciousness into when mm, he dies. Sounds pretty evil. And that guy- yeah, the, oh yeah, this disciple is the evil one. <laughs> um, and so then that guy, who was going to be the host body, decides to run away, and he runs away to a dumb island at the end of the universe, and he gives his heart to a dumb kid that is a baby, and that is the main character of this game. <laughs> okay, in what game do you learn all those facts about the universe? Because it's not the first one. Yeah, no, it's none of them, actually, surprisingly. <laughs> there was, so the most of the lore from these games, as far as I can tell, was revealed in the free-to-play clicker game for phones uh. that came out. <laughs> Which is uh -huh. insane. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Sounds good so far. Wait, so, so is this guy supposed to be a bad guy because he didn't want someone to take over his body? Which I believe was no, the plot no, no, of Get no, Out, no. and that guy was supposed to be the good guy. No, 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 no. The guy who doesn't want people to take over his body is the hero who gives his heart to Sora, who is the main character of the game series. Okay, who is but that guy that who gives cool. his heart? Is that Roxas? No, his name is something I've forgotten. Okay. Voss? Val? Val. I think it's Val. Boy, I've never even heard of him. Does the master yes. have a name? Uh, no, but the disciple who's evil is... Uh, Xenohort? Xenohort. Right, I've heard yes. of him. Okay. Yes, he is the bad guy in Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay, I I think that they retconned him into the first one as like, by the way, that guy was Xenohort all along. Yes. <laughs> he was in the background, you just didn't see him. Exactly. Right. So, so his <laughs> other two disciples are Terra and Aqua. And, yeah. So, that... Um, and they decide that they also don't want to hang around him because he's definitely evil. And so Terra goes to find Val, who's already disappeared because he gave his heart to Sora, and he meets with, um, Wait, Riku. Terra's a guy. Terra's a guy, yes. Okay. <clears throat> uh, he meets with Riku and is like, Riku, you need to be a Keyblade Master to protect your friend whose heart is the magical key to the universe for some reason. And then Aqua decides that she's going to go into the dark world where she gets stuck forever. It's <laughs> yeah, a bad move. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I've almost explained up to the beginning of the first game. <laughs> I feel like this is going to take longer than I thought, and maybe I should stop. I'm trying to figure you out how- You haven't even mentioned the gimmick of the game, which is that there's Disney characters. You haven't even mentioned oh, where yes. they come okay. in yet. So, 
so the when the master broke Kingdom Hearts, it broke all of the like different planes of reality into different worlds, mm-hmm. and all of those worlds are uh, seeded by one of the thirteen shards of light. And those are the Disney princesses, so... Okay, I need to, before we move on, correct myself, because I pronounced Zihanort incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yes. I really don't also, I really don't want Kingdom Hearts fans to tweet at me ever in my yeah. life. <laughs> also, all of the members of Disorganization 13, or no, of Organization 13, which comes in much, much later... Yeah, all more of their- like Disorganization 13 is what they say yes. to each other in the hallways. So they're getting yes, copy. exactly. <laughs> All of them have X's in their names, I guess, to sound cool, mm-hmm. but it makes it impossible to remember who any of them are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zeho Nort is the leader of Organization 13, but there's another Organization 13 that starts up <laughs> thinking that they are fighting against Zeho Nort, but actually they are just like shell bodies that he is testing to see which one he wants to put his heart into. Hmm. And and then when they are all killed by him, spoilers, he makes time echo copies of himself, 13 copies of himself to be the new organization 13. Important to so, note, he's also voiced by Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> yes, although not anymore, probably. Probably not, although they've been making this game for so long that they might have gotten it in there before he died. <laughs> it's entirely possible, yes. So, dis- so Organization 13 is 13 copies of the same guy. <laughs> is there a hilariously dumb one, like Multiplicity? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. I'm looking no. <laughs> at, for some reason, Zihanort's, uh Wikipedia, or, uh, sorry, Kingdom Hearts wiki page. I wanted to find the pictures of these characters because I know I've seen them all before and instead I yes. found a picture of two characters standing on a beach and the caption says, Zihanort meets Ansem, his heartless from the future. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is a sentence that I hate to admit makes a little bit of sense to me. <laughs> What's very annoying is that Ansem is the leader of the Final Fantasy characters that are also in this game for some reason. <laughs> mm-hmm, sure, why not? And then Zihanort decides that even though Ansem is a different guy, he's going to start calling himself Ansem to confuse everyone. Not Now, that sounds like me being sarcastic like I've been this whole time, but that is the actual purpose he gives in the game for wanting to do that. They really missed God. an opportunity if they were going to cross over with Final Fantasy to have Terra be Terra from Final Fantasy. Yeah. I don't think so, there's okay. like there's like maybe one or two pre-seven characters in the franchise that I know of. I there's mean, like de- five of them already that look like Cloud. I know that. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I think that uh, almost all of them are from seven and then one from eight. I don't know that they have any. Oh, uh, and then the characters from nine all live on your dumb island at the beginning of the game. Oh, so, right. You mentioned the princesses in the or princesses' world. Oh, uh, yeah, Tidus and, I understand and Waka. That a bit. Yes. Because you'd go to, like, Cinderella's world. There would be the castle and the pumpkin coach and everything, but. Yes, although Cinderella is not one of the 13 princesses, <laughs> and that's a big sure. plot point. Why, anyway, go on. why not? But, uh, <laughs> and then where do the uh, original Disney cartoon characters come from? Okay, here we go. <laughs> so, after Kingdom Hearts has been sealed off, 
um, uh, Terra decides that he needs to build an army of Keyblade Masters, and so he recruits the best fighters in the universe to, to join him. One of which and is Mickey Mouse? Yes. yes. He gets okay. all humans except for one Mickey Mouse. <laughs> So they're okay. all dumb, spiky-haired anime boys and Mickey Mouse <laughs> training to fight with swords. Is there and, and any the explanation ca- for why Mickey Mouse would be a great fighter when he doesn't really do any fighting in his stuff? He's more of a con man, uh, jack-of-all-trades? He gets the blessing of Yensid, the wizard from Fantasia. (laughs) I'm imagining, I know that this isn't how it happened, but I'm imagining, like, they do all the introductions, and then the camera slowly pans up on Mickey Mouse, and you see a (laughs) close-up on his mouth as he takes a cigar out and puts it out on the ground and gives a smirk. No, puts it out on his hand. (laughs) It says, kept you waiting, didn't I? And it's totally like a Metal Gear Solid trailer, but Mickey mouse instead of snake yes now obviously they could never do this because it would be awesome but (laughs) wouldn't it be genuinely awesome if the story was actually that like mickey mouse all of the characters from the mickey mouse universe had died and mickey mouse was the last survivor (laughs) and he had like one of his eyes was gone and he was like missing an ear no this is not yet (laughs) oh man it'd be great (laughs) if he was like uh, I had to get out of the, like my universe collapsing, and so he's like he's like um, Snake Plissken from Escape from LA. So I do know about the games that at some point, I guess in your party, you can have at least Donald and Goofy. So what's that? Yes. About? So Donald and Goofy are the royal retainers to Mickey Mouse, who became king of his own world after the army of Keyblade Masters fell apart. Toontown, I'm guessing. What? I mean, it's not named, but it's. I think it's just called the Kingdom. Um, but yes, it. I mean, he is the king. Minnie Mouse is the queen. Donald is the royal mage for some reason. <laughs> And Goofy is the Knight Templar. <laughs> great. Sounds great. Yes. Ah, so, anyway. You can these have. Games are amazingly stupid. You can have Goofy be like, Fireaga! And blast fire at no. Hercules. Jeff, he cannot learn Fireaga. Only Donald can, because he's the mage. <laughs> my bad. Goofy I mean. Only learns shield attacks. It's not my bad, but I, <laughs> I did yes. make an error. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, it sounds terrible. Yeah, sounds what a like goddamn nightmare. Promises the, thing about the things you would want and then does not deliver them even a little bit. The thing about it is, I feel like there must have been a point at some point in human history where a guy sat down and said, okay, I need to write a story that will somehow make sense with all of the different like Disney universes existing together. Mm-hmm. And then rather than being like, I'm going to make this like, that's already complicated enough that I need to make the rest of it very simple. He was like, I need to make the rest of it a thousand times more complicated <laughs> than that thing. So that that thing make- seems sane by comparison, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You won't ask too many questions about these games. Not Donald is a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This franchise has a crazy voice cast. So yes. Sora is voiced by Haley Joel Osment, which in 2002 was a big get. Um, yes. And, and now, there, not so much. yeah, there's a there's another guy who looks just like him who is voiced by Jesse McCartney, which in 2005, when that game came out, was a big get. Uh, <laughs> and we've already discussed how. Uh, Do I know who that is? Ventus? Singer. 
Oh, oh Jesse McCartney? Singer, yeah, he was a singer uh, 12 years ago. Okay. Now he's some career-free adult. I not tell you anymore about him. <laughs> um, uh, and also Mark Hamill is in the game somewhere. Hayden Panettiere oh, voices some wait, guff. Who, does, who, does, who Mark does Mark Hamill? Yeah. I don't remember. Some name I can't pronounce. Oh, Equ- oh I thought Equ- you were looking Equus, at a list. Equus or something. It was just the name that came up <laughs> yeah, when I was scrolling through that these. Super disturbing play about yeah, he killing castrates horses. horses. That's his superpower <laughs> that he uses in battle. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> I'm tired now. Can we stop the show? <laughs> I'm mad so, that apparently Horace Horsecollar is in this game, because he's my favorite one of the old-timey gang. Yeah, although, again, amazingly, the 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 first game, like, the main villains are all of the Disney villains have gotten together and teamed up with the Heartless, which are the bad guys, to, like, so you get to see, like, Maleficent and Jafar mm-hmm. and all those people work, like, in their Council of Evil, which is awesome, mm-hmm. but one of them is Pete, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like... Uh, is his evil thing that he owns a, a steamboat company? <laughs> like, is he that bad? Was he was Pete always ever trying to kidnap evil? Minnie, wasn't he? He was doing that. So that's. Uh, you're bad. thinking of Bluto. No, they're, I don't think. Okay, Pete- they are the same character. Can we say that for <laughs> once and for all? Can but, we say that publicly now? They're yeah, exactly big, big, big Pete is furry Bluto. <laughs> yes. Wait, does, hold on. Does that mean that Mickey Mouse and Popeye are the same also? Yeah, yes. well, that's. I mean, I genuinely think that. Disney probably created Mickey Mouse as a big fuck you to, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, the guy who did Popeye. Jim Popeyeman. Wait, which no, no, first, no. It must have uh, been Mickey. No, it wasn't. It, oh, fuck, what was the guy's name? The guy who uh, invented Popeye? No, the guy who did all the animations for Popeye. God damn it. What is his name? I don't know. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know how you to help do, you here. You'll, you'll know it once I just find it. Yeah, we're all trying Let's to... narrow it down. It's not of iWorks. <laughs> Next. No, it's not. Max Fleischer. Oh, right. Uh, Max yeah. Fleischer mm-hmm. was the guy who invented rotoscoping, speaking of rotoscoping. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and and uh, he like started the first uh, animation studio in the United States, and then Disney was like, oh, I have to bury this guy so that history remembers me as the first one. And so, like, he literally put out characters that were copies of Max Fleischer ones to make Max Fleischer look stupid. Like, this is a real thing that Disney, like, publicly did. I He really did this. Remember after Kingdom Hearts was successful, Disney was like, we're not going to wait for you guys to make more of these. We're just going to have an action game starring Mickey Mouse. And nobody bought it. And then they made a second one and nobody bought that one either. That's really a shame. Are you talking about Epic Mickey? Yes. Because it's it's really a shame because the concept of that is fucking great. That he's gonna go get Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and they and just also, got the rights back to use that character again. It sounds like a sex move though. <laughs> <laughs> like that was that was the the code name for it because they couldn't think of an actual title and then it got leaked and they were like, Well, I guess that's what we have to call it now. Yeah, it's very bad. Did you play it, anyone? No, no of but course the concept not. It's very good. It's the concept. Yeah, the plot is, fine, is a great the, idea. The problem, the part of the problem was, I think it was a Wii ex- exclusive, yes. which also isn't a good idea because, as much fun as the Wii was, like every game that wasn't specifically only for the Wii didn't work very good. Like uh, adventure games on the Wii were very bad. It's um, 
it was a weird time in gaming. Like, we were all drunk for five years between 2006 yeah. and, and 2011. We were just like, yeah. yeah, the Wii, this is great. And then as soon as they announced the Wii U, we were like, another Wii? But that system was bad. <laughs> Forgetting that we bought it more than literally any other video game system ever besides the yeah. PS2. <laughs> I was looking at some Zelda timeline stuff as well lately. I, w- I got real God. deep in timelines this week, you guys. <laughs> anyway... I was looking at the Zelda timeline, and I was like, oh, yeah, these are good games. Like, every time a new game would come up on the timeline, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's a great game. I should play that again. And then the ones for the Wii came up, and I was like, well, even if I wanted to play those again, I never can. Like, they're just gone. I can play the NES version of Zelda anytime I want. To play the Wii version of Zelda, I need to fucking, like hook up an infra like a laser pointer to my emulator or whatever like <laughs> fuck you you just made this game unplayable forever thanks skyward sword you Did could replay for the switch or are they not planning to mm, not how they haven't they? yet i don't know how could they the know. controls were intrinsically tied to pointing your dumb remote at the dumb tv sensor well the switch has that too uh, uh yeah what the uh, switch yeah, has I mean, an infrared sensor unfortunately yeah but I guess. I'm thinking about using... I only ever really use my Switch as a mobile gaming thing anymore. Uh, that's yeah. so weird to me, because I've never used it mobily. That's, well, so, that's I spend weird a lot of time on airplanes. <laughs> yeah, I go sit out back in, like, the nice lounging chair and play play video games in the in the cool breeze. Uh, Jeff, you don't have to do that. That's just what they tell you to do in the commercials. <laughs> you don't no, it, it feels nice. <laughs> I let the cat outside so that I don't have to play with him, but he still gets uh, mental stimulation so that he'll go to sleep at night. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's anyway. how you relate to your loved ones. Here, you go get some mental stimulation so you won't bother me. <laughs> okay, so we've spent the last 35 minutes talking about Kingdom Hearts. Yes, that's true. Do you need to move forward? That's good. Uh, you reduced Louisa. the online videos you saw by 75%. Well done. <laughs> Louisa, what did you do online this week? I tried to sign up for Stitch Fix. Not really tried to sign up. I did the thing where it's like, oh, just... They, they always sucker you and they're like, oh, just take this quiz to see what you like. And we'll, like, figure things out from there. So I did take the quiz and put in, like, things that I like and all the special, specific things about me. But then and I, you found out you're a Monica. Yeah. <laughs> but then I got to the point where it's like, so we'll send you five things, and what kind of price range are you looking for? And the price ranges start at $50 for every type of thing. So what is Stitch Fix before we keep going? Oh, yeah, because yeah. I don't know. This is a service which will send you clothes. It'll send you- Oh, it's like Trunk Club? Five items, yeah. Five items, uh, you can do it monthly, every two months, or every quarter, or yep. just whenever you tell them you want clothes. And yep. they send you the box, and you decide if you like things or not, and you send them back if you don't, which is all well and good, but you only get a discount on everything if you keep all five things. Ugh. And I was like, so, I guess that means that basically the bottom of the line I'd be looking at is $250 for these five items? Yes. That seems a bit insane to me. So then I never finished, and I'm kind of hoping they do that thing where when you fill out an online profile but don't buy something from the store, sometimes they send you a coupon in two weeks, and they're like, hey, we saw you did this. Yeah. You sure you don't want a coupon? So. Can I, I, I've never used Stitch Fix, and maybe they're better, but I did do Trunk Club one time, mm-hmm. and I want to tell you, it's not worth it. Like, even <laughs> if they gave you the, even if they gave you the clothes for fucking free, it's still not worth it, because <laughs> after I did it, I got 
daily phone calls from them for months. That's crazy. What? Yes. Yeah, they were like, sucks. "Do you want an, do you want another trunk? Are you ready for another trunk yet?" I had to block them. That's they kept on crazy. fucking calling me. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I was excited about the idea, but I guess that's not what I'm looking for. Guys, we're Something never going to get a sponsorship for this podcast. <laughs> I know, we don't like anything. I was just thinking about one of the things I thought about talking about this week for online was um, I looked at uh, actually trying Blue Apron, mm-hmm. which I've heard good things about. But yeah, like, I like them. $40 a week, though? I don't know. You, so, you already I, know how to cook. You don't need it. Yeah, exactly. So I decided not to, but I was thinking about saying, like, how I think that's kind of a ripoff, and then I was like, oh, but what if someday <laughs> our podcast gets sponsored, that's the only one that would do it? Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I like Audible. While. I've been an Audible customer. We can get that Audible sponsorship. I yeah. did like Audible. I, I was in a I was in a book books. club for a while, and I while I was working on site, I didn't have time to read, and I used Audible, and it was great. Uh, yeah, I think we need to have twenty thousand downloads a month to qualify for an Audible uh, sponsorship, though. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're so working on it. Everyone, so... download this podcast twenty thousand times. Yeah, you uh, do that. It will never happen. Bye. Uh, so I liked Blue Apron, but I had to stop using them after a while because I don't want to cook that much, which sounds crazy because you know you guys know I like to cook, including the audience, yes. I'm sure, knows. But <laughs> to make a meal that takes literally an hour and a half to prepare and cook every single night, and if you don't do it, not even every single night, four nights a week, but if you don't do it those four nights a week, you're just flushing money down the toilet. Oh, I couldn't handle yeah. it. It was too much. Yeah, I was looking at the two nights a week plan, which I think is more likely to be something I would do, but even that, I just, 40, $20 a meal is a lot of money, yeah. and it's not like, like, when I when I buy stuff to make meals at the grocery store, I end up with stuff left over that, that I can use to make other meals. Yeah. yeah. They kind of so. say that the point of Blue Apron is that so you don't have to work about that leftover stuff but yeah i agree with you yeah like i i don't like leftovers but if you're gonna cut out the leftovers you need to charge less money yeah though i think a better resource for you matt would be budget bites uh bites spelled b-y-t-e-s uh it's a is this f- one of those ones that only sends you cheeseburger ingredients or whatever <laughs> no it's not a service it's just a recipe blog that tells you how much all of the ingredients cost and how like much per serving your meal will cost you know what would be a, a million a billion dollar idea louisa for you to do <laughs> okay. specifically all right say it, but then say tm real quick so no one can see okay it. it would be something like that which would like a daily recipe blog that was just stuff designed for weight loss tm uh, it's mine now TM. <laughs> <laughs> i know just i stole it from you <laughs> either of you do it because i would use this service not like like weight watchers or like fucking frozen meals but mm-hmm. just like here is another idea for a meal that is mostly vegetables and not meat yeah that's it every day a new meal that was that thing fuck that would be popular Here's and i would use, i would use it <laughs> yeah i would also need something like that that's the problem because i can't think of things like that yes because yes. i don't want them <laughs> i exactly want potatoes yes. and a steak is what yes. i want exactly yeah. yes oh man i ate that's a big i, I ate a big thing. porterhouse steak for dinner today it was really good oh man yeah. 
Yeah, I've been trying so hard. Like, I've been eating red meat once a week for the past month, and the rest of the time only eating chicken and fish. Now your heart won't stop beating so fast. (laughs) Wait, no, that's not how... That's not how meat works. Um, But, like, uh, I don't... You're right, I don't want anything but beef. Yeah. I just want to eat steaks all every day, all day. Yeah, I've got myself to eat smaller steaks, so I'll have like a six ounce steak, and oh, I will that's have a terrible. Minute, so now you oh, just eat filet mignon every, day, every night. <laughs> filet mignon does not have enough flavor. Filet oh, mignon agreed. is a flavorless steak. My god, I, I hear you, Louisa, but at the same time, you can't get a porterhouse or a T-bone that small, and that's the only steak anyone <laughs> should ever eat. I like a small strip steak. Oh my god, that's a- uh, no. Yes. The, the the tender side of a T-bone is, like, the greatest thing you can put into your mouth. Folks, I made a London broil earlier this week, <laughs> and it was excellent. That's a good cheap cut of meat. I like a London yes. broil. Yeah, you it gotta, took you gotta 12 t- minutes in the pan. <laughs> <laughs> I like a flank steak, too. You cook that four minutes on each side, you put it in the oven for four minutes at 450 degrees, and then you have a really good steak if you cut it against the grain. Anytime that I'm like, oh no, I've only got 20 minutes to eat dinner, throwing a steak on the grill is a pretty good option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we got it our porterhouses today. It just goes so fast, and there's not as much cleanup afterwards. Ugh, it's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And you I... feel, like, fancy. You have a grilled steak and then some salad or whatever other shit you put on your plate. <laughs> and yes. you're like, look how fancy I am. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember a time when a friend of mine in college, uh, like, came over and was making fun of me for, like, being so fancy cooking my, uh, myself grilled on the grill lamb for dinner. But mm-hmm. I was like, no, this is what I cook when I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's easy. The thing. If you're, yeah, if you're rich and you're just like, I'm gonna have, uh, you know, eight ounces of shrimp, I'm just gonna cook them up. Like, it's super easy to cook them super fast. They taste really good. And uh, the only thing is you're spending a lot of money. <laughs> That's the problem. So if you're rich, yep. no problem. Yeah, I've, I've managed to, like, get into a good enough rhythm that I can make uh, katsu curry, like, nothing. <laughs> like, I could fry, like, five chicken breasts and it takes me maybe 20 minutes and, like, no actual effort. <laughs> That's pretty good, but I don't like to eat things like that left over. I only like them, like, right out. Yeah, it's not that good left over. And the other problem with that is that I'm a horrible monster, and I cannot eat the same meal twice in one week. Whoa, weird. I just can't do it. Yeah, I'm almost that bad. (laughs) I can eat eat the leftovers of a meal if, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if there's leftovers, but uh, cooking the same thing twice in a week, absolutely not. I absolutely refuse to do that. Oh, I generally don't do that. All the successful food blogs are like, uh, we made, you know, the chili lime chicken breasts on Monday with rice, and then on Tuesday as tacos, and then on Wednesday on a salad. I'm like, oh no! By Wednesday, I'd be like, I will literally eat anything else. Yes. Oh god. I don't know why I'm, like, completely incapable of not having variety in my diet, but I just can't do it. I just... Uh, the idea, I see people, like, preparing their lunches for the week, and it's mm-hmm. the same thing split up into five dishes, and I'm just like, what are you, 
what is happening to you? Yeah, agreed. Exactly. Oh. And I always, uh, I'm always ranting on Twitter about how I have way too much stuff in my fridge and I can never fit another goddamn thing in it. But I yeah. have so many sauces that I am using. I can't throw them away. I am currently using those sauces, all of them. Well, okay, you're a crazy person though because I've seen your fridge and like my fridge is pretty full, but yours is like a solid wall. Yeah, when you I open know. it, I need all those things though. Like, she needs uh, all those sauces. Didn't you hear her? The trouble is, you only you only cook for yourself. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. You think, I want to make this Indian dish, and I want to do a pretty good job, so I'll buy these few extra things I don't already have that I need. And then next week, you're like, I really want to make this Korean pork, and I just need a few extra things I don't have. And soon, there's a million things in your fridge, but you can't throw them away. And now suddenly, you have a big tub of tahini that you don't know what to do with. I do. I am a I do, too. (laughs) No, this is what you do. You need to leap, you need to stepping stone across this treacherous river by saying, okay, I need to get a big jar of peanut butter because I'm going to make Thai peanut curry uh, for dinner this week. And then you do it, and then you're like, okay, I have half a jar of peanut butter left over. Now I need to find a recipe that uses this peanut butter. And then you do, and then it's got some other thing that you've got left over. And then you're like, okay, now I need to figure out what to do with all this tahini and so on. Like, every time you pick a new recipe, you build it around the thing you want to get rid of from your last recipe. So then at the end of the month, you have a bowl of suicide soup, which is yep. just one <laughs> tablespoon of everything in your fridge. Yes, exactly. Yeah, a stew made of old ketchups. <laughs> uh, what'd you do online this week, Jeff? I watched the Electronic Entertainment Expo. E3, baby! Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the big video game conference where all the companies get together and they tell us what port, what platform Skyrim is coming to this year. Uh, ha 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 yeah. ha 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 ha, the joke. I, I the only joke bring that up because they uh, killed the joke by doing it at the Bethesda conference. Todd, ha- Todd Howard came on stage and was like, we're porting Skyrim to, well... You'll see. Wink. And then they showed a sketch with Keegan-Michael Key where he plays it on his Amazon Alexa. Uh, I'm sorry um, if you are listening to this without headphones and I just said two of the possible wake words for your device. Um, but mine is <laughs> the, the other one. Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then they released the actual app where you can play Skyrim on your Amazon Alexa by Ooh. telling it to play Skyrim. And it's kind of a funny joke, but I actually actually did play it for a little bit. Um, you tell it, but, like, is it like doing a text adventure where you're like, yes, north? <laughs> it gives north. you, like, two options <laughs> at each choice. Uh, but the thing I really liked was the reveal of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate coming in December 2018, and it has every Super Smash Brothers character that's been in every Super Smash Brothers game, plus Splatoon, Daisy, and Ridley, and not Waluigi. I yeah, can't believe that they were like, I can't, I, like, the fact that they literally said in the video, like, we're putting back all the old ones, so don't expect too many new ones. We don't want old ones! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Why on earth? Like, Everybody okay, wants oh. those ice climbers. No, yeah, I wanted well, Snake back. <laughs> uh, why would anyone want snake? But fine, listen, 
Okay, I get that it's a lot of work to put that many characters in there. Cut some of them out. No one wants We Fit Trainer in there ever. No, fucking We Fit again. Trainer is so fun. What? Oh my god, Jeff, uh, go to hell. <laughs> no, I I love the weird uh, characters like Duck Hunt and We Fit Trainer and um, uh, a- Animal Crossing Villager, like the characters who aren't really fighting but are just kind of like doing animations from their game and you die from it. I get that, but that's just that's a a single joke. And I get it, and now I don't need it anymore. You're not doing anything new with that joke, We Fit Trainer. All right, I need Jeff to explain something to me, because I keep yes. seeing people say, Oh my god, I'm so excited Ridley's going to be in the game, and the whole time I'm like, Scorny Weaver from Alien? And nope. no one That's has explained Ripley. what Ridley is or where it's from. Uh, but Ridley, Ridley is, a- is named after Sigourney Weaver's character from Alien, oh, so fuck. it's not totally no, Named after Ridley Scott, the director of Alien. Uh, yes. But the fact that, I mean, yes, but they said that it was inspired by, because Met, uh, Samus Aran is like uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver from- Anyway, in Metroid, there's, uh, you play as the main character, a robot named Metroid, and he, <laughs> he fights a bunch of uh, jellyfish, and then the king of the jellyfish is a big purple dragon named Ridley. Okay. Uh, that last part of it was actually true. <laughs> no, it's not. He's no, not the king of the jelly. No, but he's a big purple dragon. Pirates. He's a big purple okay, dragon yes. named Ridley. Uh, but like Samus's rival in the Metroid series is uh, named Ridley. And ever since like Super Smash Brothers Melee, which was the second one, people have been like, make Ridley a playable character because there's only ever been one uh, character from Metroid in the French in the Smash Brothers franchise. Which, to be fair, there's really only one character in Metroid. There are two yes. playable fighters in Smash Brothers. Both of them are Samus uh, from uh, Metroid. So, uh, now they've added a third, rep- uh, well, second, a third fighter, second character representative in the form of this big dragon. I never played uh, Metroid because I really don't like side-scrollers that much. But, um, how could I have never heard of the enemy from Metroid before? How is that possible He's in 2018? In you said you've never played it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I know the enemy in a lot of games I've never played. Here's the problem. Metroid has so many different concepts of enemies because Jeff is right in that- I know he's the- got those little brain crabs. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah those, those are, are Metroids. Metroids. But the Metroids are actually kind of good guys because they are created by the Chozo to fight a virus known as the X virus. The Chill Zone? Really the, no, yeah. the Chozo. No, no, yeah, the, the Chill Chozo. Zone. You got <laughs> like it. Well, that, that makes sense. That makes sense too because the X virus is weak against ice and so are Metroids. Yes. <laughs> if you send them to the Chill Zone, they die. Yes, that's why the Chill Zone hates the X virus so much. <laughs> what is this word? Chozo. Okay. Like chorizo, but without the R. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and they're bird they're they're ancient super intelligent bird monsters oh no and they built the metroid suit that samus aran wears um, anyway you uh if, instead of playing metroid louisa you should play the castlevania games that ripped off metroid because mm. they're the same thing but goth instead of uh weird space opera I do admire that, but again, don't really care for side-scrollers. Yeah, if you don't like side-scrollers, that's kind of out. I mean, I thought that um, the Metroid Prime games were pretty good, but Ridley's not in those ones, and also... No, he's in the first one. He's some kind of robot. He's called Meta Ridley in that one, because he's a robot man. I don't don't remember if he's in the second or third, because I didn't play those as much. 
The problem is that Ridley is the leader of the Space Pirates, which was a cool name for a villain in a super in a video game in 1990, mm-hmm. but much less so in, in the intervening 27 years. So, like, <laughs> the rest of the time people were like, oh, we really don't want the main villain to be Space Pirates anymore. Can we, can yeah. we make it a virus instead? Okay, yeah, but Ridley, I guess, will still be there. So... <laughs> Yeah, Ridley just hates Samus now and killed her parents, I think, in some kind of maybe official backstory. In the comics, which no (laughs) one cares about. In the clicker uh, phone game version. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, in Super Metroid recoded free-to-play, my bad, in 358 over two days, a Metroid story. (laughs) Yes. Now, am I saying the right thing when I say side-scrollers? Because I sure do love all those classic Mario games. But those are side-scrollers, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they go side-to-side and they scroll. I think Uh, think the thing that you don't like, Louisa, is, like, open-world side-scrollers. Because, (laughs) like, the on-rails side-scrollers, like Donkey Kong or Super Mario Brothers, are, are a very different experience, I think, than... Like a, a Metroidvania where you have to explore a world as well. Yeah, I also don't like combos or things where you have to like uh, get you have to learn a lot of different button attacks and make sure that you're using the right one. I like the simplicity yeah. of Mario. The thing about Metroidvanias that is both great and terrible is how like you have to go past a bunch of stuff that you know you want to get but can't until much later in the game Mm. and then get the thing you need to get them and then go all the way back to get them Mm. and that's very frustrating yeah it's an interesting game design challenge to not frustrate people Uh, oh, the you, uh, other the uh, like that though in Super Mario World where you come across the outlines of where uh, uh, exclamation point blocks will yes. be once you hit yeah. that mm-hmm. special center. Oh, those are very irritating. Yes. Uh, no one has ever played replayed a Mario level after getting the question block to <laughs> get those blocks ever in history. The, the problem the problem with those is that the reward is never worth it because you're like, oh yeah. man, now that those yellow blocks are there, I can n- not fall as far <laughs> yeah when i uh when i fire accidentally... flower that i don't want <laughs> yeah like if it was a thing where i think they kind of did an okay job with it in yoshi's island where it was like if you replay it after you turn on the blocks now you can get a key which opens a whole new level that you can play like yeah, that's, that's cool yeah yeah i like when the reward for uh doing good at a game is that you get to play more of the fun game mm-hmm. yes and not that you have to play the same amount of the fun game over again yeah very bad um the other so so who's your favorite smash fighter jeff me i main pikachu um but i really like um um bowser jr was really fun in the new one um and little mac but little mac is very bad in the air um so it's a little hard to manage uh there's 55 of these goddamn things so it's hard to even remember who's in them i like to switch it up because i i want to play as all of my friends from throughout the history of nintendo games i don't know i always really like mr game and watch just because of how great it is to see but he's not a very good fighter but it's very fun um i think probably if i was trying to do well which by the way i'm very bad at this game so i never really try um but i think it was probably uh link i mean link is a very good character i think there's several links right or Um, there will be uh yes there's There's link and adult link at least and young link they brought young link back 
And there's Breath of the Wild Link now, or no? He is Regular main, Link is Breath of the Wild. The yeah. Link, okay. yeah. All right. Uh, hold on one sec, guys. I gotta go do something. Sorry. Okay. My computer has slowed down to a crawl for no reason, which is why... Ah, uh, there we go. For some reason, one of the tabs is giving me trouble. My favorite is uh, Jigglypuff. I don't play the game. Yeah. Jigglypuff was sort of a joke character in the first one, but there are people who have learned how to play as Jigglypuff. Uh... She has one move that is, like, instant kill, but very hard to hit with, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's pretty fun. It's Rest, um, which is (laughs) not a move that does damage in the Pokemon video games, but if you hit, like, uh, there's, like, two frames where where if if another character is touching Jigglypuff, they will get instantly launched off screen. Um, (laughs) It was very fun. For Rest? Hmm. Yeah, uh, and then Jigglypuff does nothing, does not heal any health like how Rest does in the Pokemon games, uh, and just like falls asleep for a couple seconds. So if you miss with it, you're screwed. <laughs> Um, uh, the other big thing that got announced was Fortnite on the Switch, which, um, they totally botched it because they were like, if you have, if you have ever played Fortnite on your PlayStation 4, you are not even allowed to log into that account to play on the Switch. So you lose any of the things that you've bought. If you like paid us so that you could play the full, like the, like, other part of the game that is behind a paywall, you can't do that on the Switch. You have to have a brand new account if you've ever played on the PlayStation 4 even once. Even if you even if you disassociate your account from your PlayStation account, you still can't use it. And it's like like they made it very clear that this is Sony's fault. Uh and Sony was like, well, oh well. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. Oh, but dumb gamers are never mad at the companies for doing terrible things. They're always mad at the uh, individuals they can attack. Yeah, but there are no individuals for this because no one knows who makes Fortnite. It's a total mystery. Yeah. I'm sure people are mad at Nintendo. I'm sure there are people who are mad at them because they're smaller than Sony. They're not smaller. I mean, like... In this way. Yeah, I guess in, in... terms of current generation sales, but the Switch will probably surpass the PS4. Yeah. Yeah, the Switch is a very good idea for a game console. Yep. Yep. And Can't Sony is probably... To be announced. I was extremely disappointed with E3. Nothing I liked was announced. Oh yeah, yeah they didn't I announce was... Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing Louisa likes. <laughs> they could have announced Professor Layton or something for me, but no. <laughs> I'm excited was... to play Super Mario Party. That looked fun. I was pretty disappointed just because I keep on waiting for, like, I feel like when the Switch came out, they were like, here's all of the great games that are coming out within six months of the the console launch. Mm -hmm. But then they still haven't announced, like, future projects that I'm excited about at all. Mm -hmm. And they still haven't. I, um... I one thing that was very surprising is after they did their press conference, they do a bunch of like, here's some small uh, downloadable titles that are coming soon, or like download them now. And one of them is the first ever arcade perfect port of Donkey Kong. <laughs> like it's never been every other port of it has been modified in some way. This is the first time the arcade version of Donkey Kong is going to be available on any console and it came to Switch for like $7 the day of E3. That's too much money though. <laughs> For that I mean, game? 
if that's I insane price for that game. If I went to an arcade, I might dump seven dollars into Donkey Kong. It's pretty yeah. fun. I guess, but Jesus Christ, seven dollars for a game that came out thirty-five years ago. Yeah, that's I mean, too much. It's fun. it's 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 a little. I the I think the issue is that Nintendo is not doing this um, port themselves. It's like another company who does all of the arcade ports, and that's just like the price they always make it cost. Um, Ugh. They're also porting. No, Nintendo has always been very cash grabby about their products, though. Yeah, it's a little weird. Although, mm-hmm. like, they'll either be like, "This is a dollar or two too much money to pay for this old game," or yes. you can't buy it at all. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Nintendo. Well, I don't Asshole. mind that. Generally, their idea seems to be we're going to charge you sixty dollars for this game, but that's it. Whereas a lot of other games, yeah. What? Other- what? Wait! 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 What has made you think that that is their philosophy? Because I had to pay extra money to play all of The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, but you didn't have to. Like, that was a really complete game for $60. I suppose, but I I mean, <clears throat> yes, they don't, they don't release incomplete games, but I don't think a lot of people do that anymore. Mm. They do release a game and then sell you DLC, but Nintendo's doing that now, too. Yeah, but... The- it's it's the, an add-on, and also they don't really have a lot of uh, I don't even know what you call it pay-to-play uh, type model games. Nintendo does. I mean, well, they have a bunch of like free-to-play games, which are not yes. very good, but no one cares about them. But I agree yeah. that they haven't been doing the thing I really dislike, which is when a sixty-dollar game also has paid loot boxes or mm. like pay mm. like extremely overpriced. Um, like vanity DLC of stuff that is already on the disc and you are just paying to access it. Like that stuff Nintendo has consistently avoided, which I'm glad of. But a lot of other companies have also been doing kind of a good job of being like, here's our DLC. It's $20 and it's a new like 10 hour campaign, which is what Nintendo does. And a lot of companies do it now. Again, I'm not sure what makes you think that Nintendo doesn't do the vanity DLC thing because fucking every amiibo, that is what it is. <laughs> that is the purpose of amiibos. Yeah, that's fine. But you but- get a toy. You have a, like a little statue toy. Uh, <laughs> no, also, no, that's a that's a downside to amiibos. Well, I think that you're thinking about amiibos wrong. Uh, I, yeah, well, Matt's I, already railed against amiibos. He just yes. wants to say, a "We all know I hate amiibos, microchips. and I'm wrong to hate them, but I still hate them." <laughs> they, uh, they have, uh, they fixed that with Super Mario Odyssey, though, where you can just unlock all the costumes. You don't have to get amiibos. Yeah, yes. I saw that. That's pretty good. Uh, Reddit time or? Yeah, we gotta get into it. We've been going for so long already. Okay, uh, I got r slash reddit gets drawn, which is a forum where you can post a picture of yourself, and then artists on reddit may choose to draw you. I got r slash rs2 Vietnam, which is for a computer game, an obscure computer game for nerds called Rising Storm 2 Vietnam. Oh, man. Absolutely, we're not doing that one. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like a game for racists. Yes, it sure does. I have such a disgust about the games that are war porn for wars that happened when people living now were still alive. Yeah. (laughs) I know it's a big deal, like like the World War II games, but still, uh, no, it's too recent. I think that the fact that 
um, all of the like battlefield and uh, what is the other one? Call of Duty. Call of Duty, and yeah, all those ones. Like the community around them is made up of only the most horrific human beings on the planet. Confirms what I knew all along, which is that those games are terrible and like so bad for humanity that they exist. Yeah, I've played. Two Call of Duty games, and I thought both of them were extremely excellent. Um, like well-made, well-crafted pieces of anti-war art. Um, but like the, the two I played were Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And um, how did they not call it Call of Duty? <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Yuck! Because <laughs> uh, duty is already a funny enough word. Uh, and Call but, of Duty would be a great name for a game. But these games already have the problem of gun manufacturers subsidize the development of the game by licensing mm-hmm. like their guns to be in the, the game. Ugh, it feels really icky. Uh, and then also, no, like ninety percent of the people who play it don't take the anti-war message, and instead are like, you know what r- rules? Shooting a submachine gun at anyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked. I think we talked on every episode of this podcast so far about how annoying it is that people like media that they don't get. Yeah, <laughs> like about how satire doesn't work. <laughs> like how Paul Ryan loves Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah, every time you anyway. die in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare 2, it shows a great general from history with a quote about how war is the worst thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I don't even have a problem with people not getting media i mean it's it's annoying but like no everyone's not going to get everything all the time it's just that when people love it they yeah. love a thing that mm-hmm. they don't get at all yeah. i just don't we can't uh, rant about that anymore we rant yeah, about yeah. It so speaking of that. tell us the subreddit that we are covering this week <laughs> this week i got r slash goth and it does yep. not seem to be specific it's just general goth stuff I've already closed I, all my other tabs. I don't know. I'm not voting for goth yet, though. Because Wrong. Tell me. Make your case. Because even though I think that goth is kind of a cool idea and we could probably talk about it, it's all text. There's no pictures, which is like... Something that we usually look for Listen, in our right. no. top two posts of all I think time you're are wrong. pictures. You think it's bad if we just read text? I think it's bad when we incredibly badly describe pictures that the <laughs> listeners can't Here's see. The, I agree with you, but every time we do one that's mostly text, there are periods of you know four minutes of the podcast where Jeff stops talking because he's reading a long post, and then he comes back and he's like, "Yeah, I just read a post," and he doesn't even say anything about it. <laughs> we can't do that. We can't do that anymore. We can handle this. I feel like I want to vote for this one because I like how they refer to the users. <laughs> All right. And some of the top posts are goth, memes but... are memes about the subculture, which you know I love. <laughs> <sighs> I know. It's just... Ugh, I don't know. I feel like the ones that... if Okay, it's on you guys to make this one funny, though. No, uh, this isn't I'm the gonna... funny part. This is the sacrifice <laughs> gonna... at the end of the show, is that it's not funny for I'm half gonna an I'm going to bow hour. out of jokes for the rest of the episode. <laughs> okay, I'm great. leaving it up to you guys. I'm just going to be serious and sad. You're going to bring the goth attitude to this. So. Exactly. Cool, yes, that's perfect. The plan. I'm wearing all black. You're going to be sad. Now, Louisa, yep. you be mad at all of our parents. <laughs> okay. Done. I do like the 
Smiths a whole lot. So See, that helps you're me. a secret god. Oh, you're already infected. Bad. You're wrong. The Smiths are a good band. No, the Cure is better. <laughs> I mean, the Cure is also good. Yeah, they're all good. Better, they can, they better can than both the Smiths. be good. No, nope, only not. one. Well, only one of them has Morrissey in them. Yeah, I mean, just because Morrissey <laughs> is a bad person. <laughs> also uh, bad at singing songs. Too. Yeah, but he's good at writing songs, though. Just not singing them. Anyway. Uh, yeah, go on. Wait, are you trying to say that the Cure songs are better sung than the Yes. Because they're both. Oh, I, I thousand, don't agree with that. A thousand percent. No, Jeff, you're crazy. No. You're crazy. At least Ro- Robert, Robert Smith doesn't sound so like someone is murdering Kermit the Frog, whereas every Smith song sounds exactly like that. Yeah, but every Cure song sounds like somebody who's just stumbled into a recording booth and is shrieking at the top of their lungs. You know what? Maybe both of them are bad, actually. Yes, that's what I'm saying! <laughs> uh, so, let's get into it before we can keep discussing. Are, are the Smiths even goth? Do they I mean, yes. This is the question, because I don't know that they are goth, but if you like the Smiths, it makes you more goth for sure. That's yeah. fair. So the header for the goth page, it just says goth, and it has the Reddit alien little smiling head. Uh, no special flair for this board for that. Uh, the background is a black and white grainy picture of someone on stage during a concert. And I'm sure this is an iconic picture, or you, someone who knew, knows what band this is could tell what band it is, because you do see a guy with sunglasses on one side, but I, I have no idea. I think it might idea. be Slender Man. Oh, okay. Look mm-hmm. at how long his hands are. Mm, yeah, true. this is this is that famous photoshopped image of Slenderman. That's correct. <laughs> when Slenderman was on stage at CBGB. Yes. Yeah, he he, perf- he performed at uh, Glastonbury once, and <laughs> he was trying uh, to find his voice. <laughs> five people got trampled to death. Yep. <laughs> so uh, there are thirteen thousand bats in the cave. For this board, nice. which I like. Very good, yes. Yep. And there's 47 bats here now. Uh, welcome to Reddit's Hangout for all things goth, from goth rockers to death rockers and everything in between. <sighs> Aside, <laughs> what is that? Are those the two extremes of goth things? Goth rockers <sighs> and death rockers? Yeah, only rock. <laughs> no other options. Hmm, interesting. There's, there's definitely non-rock goth, Yeah, though. I would have thought so. <laughs> Apparently there's, not. You don't even need to think so. Like, it's definitely true. I wouldn't classify, like, I'm trying to think of a ballady goth band. There's uh, the Smiths. Ball- <laughs> Can you think yeah, of kinda. <laughs> hip-hop for goths? <laughs> oh, man. Do you think there is some? That would be really good, I bet. Yeah, maybe mm. Death Grips? Maybe Death Grips is hip-hop for goths. Oh, here we go. Hip-hop for goths is the Vincent Price spoken word <laughs> part of Thriller. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, you got it. Did you know Vincent Price was the first rapper? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He taught it to Blondie. <laughs> and that's how they, they picked up the mantle. That's how they invented rap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Excellent. So... Uh, he was trying to train Blondie, though, so he could take over her body when he died. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that was I, I, thought that, I thought that was Ixel Blonde, or whatever. <laughs> That's God. Blondie's real name. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I forgot when she separated herself from her nobody that she... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oh, man, they if a- somebody made a Kingdom Hearts-like game except you were playing anime boys interacting with goth rock stars throughout oh, I feel like the, that's the, already how that game is. I've seen the, the final, black robes. The <laughs> final boss of the arena would be Gact. 
I don't get it. He's a famous gothy Japanese rock star. No. Uh, too obscure. You he guys are no, you guys are too older than one. me. Maybe. <laughs> goth is older than you. The whole idea of it. Yeah, but there was a specific brand of goth that was very popular when I was in high school. Linkin Park. Evanescence. We've talked, we've talked a little bit about how Jeff unironically loves my chemical Oh, romance, that's so I right. I feel like we need to go into that anymore. Yeah, yeah. with uh, baby uh, Billy Joe Armstrong is the lead, <laughs> yes. lead singer there. Uh, this board has a little bit of sense of humor about itself. They say, join us for weekly discussions where we try to determine when the cure stopped being goth. Man, yep. I didn't uh-huh. know you could stop being goth. <laughs> yep. Uh, you get a haircut and get a real job, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> they have a... Uh... Wait, okay, hang on. I have a real genuine question. Yes. Do you think... You know how there are those terrible conversion camps for turning people back from being gay, and obviously that doesn't work because that's not how gayness works. Man, do I don't like ever... where this question's going at all. Do you think all? anyone ever tried to make one of those camps for goths to turn them back from being goths? Cause that In, like, 1998? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's called military school, Matt. I think oh, like right. Oh. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and that's it. There's just other regular housekeeping stuff for a Reddit board after that. So there we go. Um, I like this board already because while we were debating about whether to take it, I was browsing some of the posts. And the top post of all time is uh, two photos of... Um, uh, young lady in all black with sort of a frilly skirt and a big witch hat. Um, and she's a black lady with long braids. And the title is it's not Halloween. They said little do they know that every day is Halloween skull emoji. I um, really like, I really like that her backpack has bat wings. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cute. Uh, that's an excellent look. Uh, and then a couple down, there is one titled Black Goths with uh, credit to Adelson Lusitano, who I imagine is the photographer. And I would classify these uh, yeah. folks more as punks than goths. Yeah. Uh, but I was also, say. they are wearing a lot of skulls and crosses, which is very goth. And they have like a spider web arm band. So, are yeah. The mis- are the misfits goth yes they have a song called halloween and another one where the main lyric is we want your skulls (laughs) yeah because i mean i definitely see their logo of that like skull man in a lot of goth imagery but i guess i don't know i always thought of them as so intrinsically punk that it never really i guess they bridged the gap between goth and punk a little bit yeah they were a spooky a spooky punk band which is the most goth thing you can be i think or a punky goth band. A punky Brewster. So the second top of all time is oh, a yeah. woman who has a pet raven with her on the subway. <laughs> and that's great. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I feel like this you... photo is a little like someone took it to be like, look at this weirdo. But I think it's pretty cool. I think it's fantastic. I do. I am sad that this woman appears to be losing her hair a little bit well, because it's so badly like die. Well, no, I was about to say I, this pierced me right to the heart because I think this is the same problem that I have. That mm. your hair is so very, very fine that if you were to dye it very dark, just too yeah. much of your scalp will show through and it looks like you're <laughs> losing your hair. I don't yes. think she actually is, but oh man, I feel for her. You want that yes. dark hair to be a goth? You want it! But here's, the, here's my question. How do you get a pet raven? Like, where do you go to get a pet raven? Uh, you, um... A cemetery? <laughs> yeah, you drop a, a single drop of blood into yeah. the pitch, back, 
pitch black pool outside of your witch's hut and you whisper a secret into the night and then a raven will show up if it uh, deems your sacrifice worthy. You've made your joke, Jeff. The joke is over. (laughs) No. Now, Now the real thing, though. The question, the reason I'm asking this is because if a raven was an available option as a bird pet, why would anyone ever get a parrot? A raven is a thousand times cooler than a parrot. Because they're very big. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's what (laughs) you want. They'll open their own cages and start, like, leaving (laughs) you messages on the fridge. (laughs) They'll smoke all your cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, man, how cool would that be? <laughs> when, when I'm just saying, okay, hang on. I'm just saying, if I'm walking around town and I see a dude with a parrot on his shoulder, I think, I hate this man. <laughs> if I see somebody walking around town with a raven on their shoulder, I'm, I love them already. <laughs> I want to know their story. But when you're mourning the loss of your, your great love, it'll be constantly in the corner being like, nevermore, nevermore. And you'll be like, go away, leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah, but you need that though. That's the that's the <laughs> to snap you out. You're like, of I'm not going insane fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is the subtext of every Edgar Allan Poe story. Yeah, yes. that's fair. <laughs> I need to hurry oh. up and become so insane that I die from it. Yeah, the problem in every Edgar Allan Poe story is that I'm I'm still in the transitional phase of insanity yes! where. I, like, I'm struggling with it, and I need to go full insane. Oh, that is so true! That is the theme! Oh, yes. that's great. Uh, I like this post that says, Getting ready for a corporate job, be like. And it's a comic book cover from the series Rose and Thorn. Uh, it's This comic book series is about, like, a normal young girl who turns into a goth at night. Uh, and the image is a preppy, like, girl in a pink room in like a Catholic schoolgirl uniform and she's looking in the mirror and there's a goth staring back at her from the mirror and that's her <laughs> alternate persona of Thorn. I would <laughs> like that except for the fact that the room behind the goth in the mirror is also like gothy yeah. and I, does your room have a secret persona? <laughs> also the in the closet behind the mirror like not reflected is a bunch of weapons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean I think I get that that though because it's like part of the hidden true self that she keeps it locked in a closet and that makes sense to me my point is like the true self is reflected in the mirror but the true self of your room isn't goth right maybe it I is you ever <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. i guess every everything's reverse this also, is bizarre goth a, there's a lot of guns in this goth closet yeah and i never really thought of guns as a goth thing is this mm. trench coat mafia is this what trench coat mafia is yeah it's a goth gun if it fires wooden stakes to kill vampires Ooh, wait no you want to friend vampires if you're a goth mm, that's though true. Mm, no i consider buffy the vampire slayer to be a pretty pretty goth tv show really what yeah the whole premise of no, that you're joking that it you have stole to be from that movie was that mm. haha she's such a preppy cheerleader like yeah, the but- whole thing was that it wasn't goth goths love buffy though yeah, but the, j- much like the Smiths, even though the source material isn't goth, the fans are goth. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a here's a good one. It's a no, screenshot of a tweet. What about yeah, that comic book cover? The thing I don't like about that room in the background, the goth room, is the curtains all tattered. That's fine, but there's plaster falling off the walls, like the room is actually decaying, and that upsets yeah. me. I want a goth aesthetic to be. Uh, 
dark woods, uh, pewter carved things. Uh, you want Adam's family, God? Yeah, a lot of dust is fine. Mm. Tattered fabric is fine, but not actual decay or mold. Yeah, this is no, thank this you. is more monsters, God. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't get into the differences uh, between the Adams family and the monsters again. Did <laughs> I? Our, <laughs> we did forty episodes in a row about that. I'm we sorry. did. We did do that. <laughs> We had to at least pay lip service to our most popular meme in the episode titled Goth. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, um, did I mention the title of this post is Getting Ready for Your Corporate Job Be Like? Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay, cool. I really uh, like the My Haunted Hallway post, Louisa, I think is more like what you want Goth to be. I mean, it's a little bit, uh, I don't know, mm, suburban It's a bit whitewashed, Tim but- Burton-y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but but it, but it right. does have that like everything is like clean and well designed and put together and well kept up. It's just all goth stuff. Mm-hmm. That is how good. have how have we managed to keep Tim Burton from making an Adams Family movie? Yeah, I mean every movie he makes is kind of an Adams Family. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty movie. true. <laughs> I saw the the tr- the like very short teaser for his live action Dumbo and god that's gonna be a disaster there's nothing he loves more than a spooky circus what a jerk (laughs) who's gonna be the new go to spook uh, creator after uh, Tim Burton is gone Um, I don't think anybody is spooky yeah, Tim Burton's still yeah. around, by the way. <laughs> he has a movie yeah. coming out. I know, but he's dropping off. Dumbo. Like, that's what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> we need a new We need a new person to push that line of spookiness, and I think it should be Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> okay, sure. I saw, uh, I saw Ocean's 8, and Helena Bottom Carter is in it, and it's not something that Tim Burton made, so of course she did a good job. Um, <laughs> she plays a sort of, like, weirdo, slightly goth fashion designer that nobody likes. And they have to trick Anne Hathaway into letting her design her Met Gala dress. That's pretty good. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, good movie. That's my, that was my that was what I did in Goth this week. <laughs> you saw a movie with Helena Bonham Carter in it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, and I saw Hereditary, which is uh, our horror movies Goth sometimes. I don't think this horror movie was goth, but it was incredibly scary to the point where sometimes I have trouble sleeping at night because I keep thinking about the scary parts of it. Yeah, I think that movie, I keep hearing about it, but I haven't even seen a poster for it. Tony Collette, uh, Alex Wolf, uh, a spooky little girl. I think a a horror movie can only be goth if there's no, like, on-screen violence. Huh. Is, Is Donnie Darko goth? Yes. Okay. Like, wait, can we the just character, li- wait? The character or the movie? <laughs> the movie. No, I don't. Oh think wow! Whoa. Okay. All right. Let's um. <laughs> do we want to like try and determine borderline goth things, whether they are goth or not? Okay. Wait. Let's do this. We're gonna go around. And each of us is gonna say a borderline goth thing, mm-hmm. and then we'll vote on it. Louisa, you go first. All right. The movie, The Craft. Yes. Definitely 100%. goth. A thousand percent. Not even borderline at all. Okay, Louisa, what was your vote on Donnie Darko? Was that yes or no? I have not seen Donnie Darko. I know it's got a scary rabbit costume or character. (laughs) And like 19-year-old Jake Gyllenhaal. And however much older than him she is, Maggie Gyllenhaal. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, uh, my borderline goth thing is going to be, uh, the movie Legend. Mm, no. Mm, but what about Tim Curry as the devil? Uh, if it was in a different movie. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing, right? Yeah. The whole, all of the in hell scenes are extremely goth. Yes. Especially- Oh, I got you, I got you one. Name from, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off into, like, a super goth princess. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the the devil in general is pretty goth, right? Wait, you're both talking at once. I can't hear either of you. It wasn't Krull, was it, that I was thinking of? (laughs) What about Krull? Uh, Is that that where the girl from Ferris Bueller's Day Off gets super gothed by someone evil, or is that legend? I think that's legend. Okay. So uh, on that same bent is Rocky Horror Picture Show goth. (sighs) No, I think it's too... It's too... Sexual. Well, maybe it's like glam goth. Can that be a thing? Yeah, it's like okay. Theater, it's for theater nerds, which is, I think, often a subset of goth. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I wonder because I feel like theater nerds and goths in high school, like it's like when you look at a tr- an evolution tree and they share a common ancestor. <laughs> yeah, it's like you need somebody to build the sets and run the curtains, and they're already wearing all black. that's how that's how it worked in my high school (laughs) yeah no you're not wrong you're not wrong i think that like i think that goths and gamer nerds are like very subtle shades of different not anymore like there's so many um there's so many overlaps though between dungeons and dragons people and then you like you'll go and play a game oh that kind of gamer okay yes I thought you meant video games. Somebody at the table every time you play Dungeons and Dragons, like, owns a human bone. Like, a. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they do. (laughs) No. (laughs) They're Uh, playing a bone flute as their bard, and they brought props. (laughs) Yes. Uh, is, Is Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie goth? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't. Zero percent goth. Uh, What made me think of it was a post on this board that is a screenshot of a tweet from Poutine Smoothie, uh, and the text says, um, they prefer the term goth, and it is a picture of uh, the Halloween-themed candy, Spooky Nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Uh, And that's made by the the Wonka Company. I have a question for you guys, and mm-hmm. you're gonna have a knee-jerk answer, but I want you to think about it before you answer. Alright, I'm and gritting my th- teeth in preparation. Alright, <laughs> here is the here is the thing you need to decide is goth or not. The movie Beetlejuice. Yes. Jeff, you didn't think about it at all. I don't I, have to. It I, is. I, That's I the main goth thing. I explicitly asked you to think about it. <laughs> I the main think goth that it thing. is not specifically because you need the contrast of the general tone of the movie yes, with Winona Ryder's exactly. goth character. Yes, it's making fun of goths. It's not goth because it is lampooning goth. Yeah, but the no. natural gothiness of Tim Burton really kind of comes out. In that underworld bureaucracy uh, chamber, mm-hmm, yeah, that's yeah, pretty goth. that's pretty goth. He can't but help I it, do I don't think. think. <laughs> I think that the movie is is too tongue-in-cheek to be goth. Agreed. There are too many uh, goth adults in their now 30s who unironically share a screenshot of Lydia Dietz with the caption where she says, I myself am strange and unusual. Uh, and they share this unironically, and yeah, there's too, Jeff, too much of that for the movie to not be Louisa, goth. <laughs> Louisa already said we can't get into th- people loving things that they don't <laughs> yeah. get, and that's definitely what's happening there. Yeah. 
I if love you, that. If you watch the movie Beetlejuice and you're like, this character of Lydia Dietz is a very relatable young lady, you've missed the point of the movie Beetlejuice. That's for sure. <laughs> I love the follow-up line to that, which is someone then immediately says to her, you seem like a perfectly ordinary girl to me, because it's the most cutting possible response to someone <laughs> yeah, saying that. Yeah, that's very good. It's true. <laughs> Uh, so, someone movies. posted. Oh yeah, sorry. I was gonna uh, break it up with another post. Mm, uh, sounds fake. <laughs> Talking about yeah. the actual Reddit on our podcast. What? <laughs> I, I, I user a user named My Lady of Sorrows, which is the name of a My Chemical Romance song. Good job. Oh, uh, no. Their flair says I got so goth I fell apart, uh, and the title is People keep telling me I look like one of the goth kids from South Park, and I can totally see that. And it's a picture of this uh, somewhat androgynous person next to one of the cartoon goths from South Park, and they look identical. Yeah, I did see that. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Is Edgar Allan Poe goth? Yes. Yes. No, 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 hold on. I don't mean is his work goth. Right. I mean, was the human being Edgar Allan Poe goth? Did he invent yes. goth? Yes, both, yes. Both, I don't know if he invented it, but yes, both are goth. <laughs> yeah, I really am going to have to go with definitely yes for this one. All right, fine. Yeah. He died in a ditch. He married his cousin. He had consumption or something. Yes, all of these she things. She had consumption. He didn't. Okay. She had some he, other, he had fair. a drinking disease of some kind. He he wrote poetry for his job. All of it was about ravens and darkness, <laughs> and then he drank himself to death. Of course he yeah, was Yeah, but goth. you could say that stuff about Shelley, too, and he was a perv, not a goth. <laughs> and I don't think that the two are. drink himself to death. He was forced to drink in a weird voting... Uh, uh, fraud scam. <laughs> what? That is Hold absolutely on. true. <laughs> Wait, what I'm does crazy. that mean? <laughs> yeah, this is the you craziest have to take thing. a shot every time you vote. No, apparently someone so- tricked him into drinking himself into, yeah, into, into a stupid thing. So apparently, in a tavern or something, he was uh, sort of like uh, strong-armed by men who got him drunker than he should have been, and I think drugged him as well, and then took him to various voting places to have him vote, <laughs> like even though he was barely conscious, and then threw him in a ditch when they were done with him, and he died there. Pretty cool. <laughs> That's a crazy thing to happen yeah. to a celebrity, though. And the thought that, that people would pay these thugs to uh, get someone so drunk and just wheel them around different voting places is insane. That seems like the craziest way to do voter fraud. I, Whenever yeah. I go to vote, I always vote very early in the morning so I don't have to wait in lines. And I'm now trying to picture being very drunk mm-hmm. while I do it. And it, it does seem like it would be more fun. <laughs> does it? Okay. <clears throat> Uh, I just just posted a picture in the chat of uh, the 153rd top of all time. Great. um, Which is called Best Cake Ever, and it's a wedding cake Mm -hmm. that is extremely goth, and it very well overlaps my love of weird goth imagery and cake decorating. Yes, this is very Is this going to be what your wedding cake looks like, Matt? Uh, It depends on how much I get to say versus (laughs) my fiancé, who is extremely goth. (laughs) Yeah, um, you're you're maybe fifty percent goth, but compared by to by marriage, <laughs> <laughs> right? Com- compared to your fiance, you are a normal, a normal entirely. Yes, um, this is true. This is a very uh, good cake. I like how classy it is because you would think, oh, black frosting roses, but no, that would be tacky because there is no such thing. These are very dark red roses, and it's a nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's a nice, tasteful look, and the middle of the cake is corseted, which I like. 
Yeah, and I like that there's like a tablecloth drapery that is um got has like fleur de lis and patterns on it in black. It's a red tablecloth with black patterns on it. Mm -hmm. This is very Very tasteful goth. Yeah, one of my one of my friends from high school who was very goth and I guess still is uh, recently got married and her wedding dress was white, but like the most goth possible wedding dress, like. I, that I've ever seen, like, it had a high neck, and there was, like, a brooch in the middle, and it had the, like, long sleeves and big shoulder. It was it just, like, the most gorgeous <laughs> dress I've ever seen, and extremely goth also. Well, if it's if it's not black or red or covered in bat wings or anything, I think that's just Victorian. It's slightly off-white. Uh, mm-hmm. Did it, was it attached to a dirigible because it might have been steampunk? <laughs> that's true. How many oh, yeah. years were in her bouquet? No. You're right, it did was a steampunk some, wedding. Did she have some kind of steam-powered marriage machine during the ceremony? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. It was, uh, it was marriage-otron, a steam-powered automaton. Uh, uh, no, now you're getting, no, Jeff, now you're getting into space punk. <laughs> Uh, Louisa- it can't be Tron, it's gotta be the Marijomatic or something. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, Louisa, you're uh, an expert on women's fashion, correct? Sure. Yep, and, uh, uh, so, there's a, a fun goth trend recently that I don't understand uh, how much of it is functional and how much of it is totally aesthetic, where uh, a bra will be in a certain way that it makes an upside-down five-pointed star over the person's chest. Oh, yes. How does is what what's the deal with that? <laughs> it's just uh, elastic straps or sometimes leather if it's super fancy, and it's just a harness that you can wear over top of your bra or other clothes. Mm. Uh, I just came across one outfit of the day from Reddit user kinda offensive, uh, and she has <laughs> one of these um, with her chin length bob of dyed black hair and all of the other goth things you would expect that are very good to look at. Yeah, I find a lot of I, these top posts are just pretty girls who have kind of a goth aesthetic. Uh, I looked at this picture before, and I did not notice that it was like a pentagram mm-hmm. on the chest there. Is that, do you think that's intentional? Yes. I mean, oh, of course. Yeah. Obviously intentional. Well, here's, the, I don't know, because it, I mean, I guess it would have to be, but like, Without the, it, it just doesn't. Sorry, I'm getting confused <laughs> by my own speaking. Yeah, um, okay, let's calm yeah. down and take take a moment. I gotta calm down. I gotta breathe. <laughs> huh. No, here's Do what your I'm exercises. saying. Like it, the the top of the shirt, I guess, makes up the the one horizontal line of a pentagram. No, and what? I don't think You're that's saying, true. I think the yeah, shirt is entirely over, over this. Yeah, this thing. Because is when there, you see these harnesses oh. to buy, they usually are all set up to be that okay. by themselves. Huh. Okay, I guess so. Yeah, that makes sense. I just, it, it did not jump out at me when I saw this picture before. What did jump out at me is that she's just wearing, like, normal black jean shorts. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like they're like, high, high-waisted high jean shorts. Yeah, now. they're really not that goth, except that they're black, and I kind of love that. Yeah, and I, I think I, I love incorporating regular clothes with goth. Yeah. Yes. Hi, high-waisted <laughs> shorts become goth when you wear them it's over like, fishnets. It's like when you see people cosplaying and, like, 50% of male characters, their pants are just chinos, even (laughs) if they're- So you'll go and you'll be like, oh man, you're a picture-perfect cosplay of, like, that guy Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. 
and your pants are just khakis. Like these are the same khakis you wear to work every day. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. <laughs> I um I saw someone. I was shopping for clothes in H and M, and I saw a very fashionable person who had like pretty normal, like fashionable, stylish. I guess mustard yellow um, khakis, and they came like just above the ankle. They ended, and you could see. Um, like between the top of the pants and the shirt and also like down between the end of the pants and the shoe that she had full length fishnet stockings on underneath of the pants. And it was a really, really cool effect that like 90% of people wouldn't notice, but I appreciated that effort. That's gotta be uncomfortable it though. Does, Fish, for sure. Fishnets under pants. Yeah. Everything's exactly, worth it for the goth lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I really love these harnesses. They're super cheap on Amazon, but uh, you can't really wear them without looking like you're trying to be goth, and that's the only thing. So, as huh? a fashion statement, they're still firmly You goth. can't wear anything okay. without looking like you're trying to be goth. <laughs> uh, Any goth now, things. Now, <laughs> Any now goth comes, things, I mean. <laughs> now comes the part of the show where I ask this question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever what? tried to be goth? Just, just tried it out for a day? Yes. And... It was fine? I don't understand the question. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, you You know that uh, they're, like, each of us has worn all black on a day and just yeah, looked it's, sad. That's not, that's not it. Right. That's yeah, not trying to be goth. No, Jeff, this is why you're not goth. You don't get it. <laughs> I have worn a black dress and a tank that has straps, not like this harness, but like crazy straps which i love that like show through it and then like cage sandals so kind of yes my problem has always been with goth like i'm not gonna do it on a normal day just like out at target being goth i i'm not gonna try that because i don't think that it would work for me i feel like my face isn't angular enough for it maybe you know what even though we just said it was bad you know what look i think you could get into though creepy murder circus I think you could handle that real good. Yeah, that's the type of goth that I automatically associate with Matt. <laughs> I don't know okay. why. I mean, I yeah. can you expound on that? Are we talking like you, a tailcoat, a top hat? We'll need uh, a okay, gray okay. and white striped shirt. Uh, linen, okay, so yeah, you will definitely need black suspenders. Mm-hmm, I have those. Mm-hmm. I could make this happen. I could wear my chinos that I wear to work. <laughs> yeah, blood, roll them up. Blood. You get sock garters. Can you wear black socks with black yeah. sock garters? Yeah, and I can ride my dirigible. Oh fuck, we got into <laughs> steampunk again. Yeah, steampunk minus the gears, all black and red. That's your aesthetic. <laughs> Uh, it's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I don't think I could pull it off, but I definitely went to some parties in, like, gothy clothes in college because I was like, yeah, this is kind of the theme of the party or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember one time wearing what I thought was a fairly goth look uh, that involved a black mesh shirt, but it ended <laughs> up just looking very gay. <laughs> you There's, were that's a- by accident. <laughs> yeah, they, kind of. They I mean, call that- looking- I ended up looking as much like David Bowie as I am capable of, which is not a lot, but that's the look that it looked like I was going for. They call they call that the thin pink line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's I think that uh I think that like every sort of like outsider fashion culture also has some like like one foot in the queer community. Yeah, for sure. I mean 
Oh man, can you even imagine if you were goth and also homophobic? That sounds insane <laughs> to me. Yeah. Oh no, that's called that's called metalheads. Oh yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, straight edge right. people. <laughs> oh god. Uh, oh man. Yeah, of- I guess what Jeff is really saying is that every subculture is only good because of gay people, right? Like, yes. Yeah, pretty sub- much. Subcultures only work and are good because of queerness, I think. Speaking yep. of which, I saw a tweet a while ago that has really stuck with me as a great aesthetic, which is, uh, the, hey everyone, the new thing is fruit goth. You have to <laughs> wear bright colors and fruit patterns and bold florals and a lot of black and you gotta be gay. <laughs> and I love that aesthetic. The only problem is I'm not gay, but everything else I am fully on board for. How yeah. do you guys feel about, uh, health goth, which is all black gym clothes. I do that, but just because I don't want to wash my gym clothes that often. I don't think that looks goth, though. Whenever I see someone wearing that, I think it just looks like maybe like outer space cyberpunk, kind of. Here's the secret. Cyberpunk is pretty goth. Here's Mm, the actual- Here's the actual secret. All my gym clothes are black because they make me less, l- look less fat when I'm on the <laughs> treadmill. And no one can see how much you sweat, which yes, I'm always worried about. <laughs> exactly. So, like, maybe goths are onto something, though. Yeah. If I could just sure. make it so that no one ever knows how fat I am. <laughs> you just wear a Matt. big black moo moo all the time and have a raven <laughs> yeah. to distract people. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Matt, I'm I'm a little offended that you said that I'm not goth because uh, in two two years ago for Halloween I dressed as a regular witch. Uh huh. Just a normal witch. Okay. Uh-huh. How yep, does that, that was make my, you goth? It was a very goth choice of Halloween costume for a man in 2016, I think. <laughs> I, I don't know. This, I don't know again, I feel like you genuinely don't understand what goth means. <laughs> Plus, you love to wear pastel colors, so that's not very goth of you. I mean, sometimes. Sometimes I also wear black jeans, black sneakers, a black t-shirt, and a hoodie printed with a skeleton on it. Okay, Jeff, I want you to actually take a minute and think and like answer this thoughtfully, the question I'm about to ask you, and not just yell out a number as soon as I say it. Alright. If you were trying to put together an outfit for this this specific purpose, what is the maximum number of zippers you could have on your body comfortably <laughs> with the cu- with your current uh, wardrobe? Mm, that's the thing. I don't have any more, like, cargo jeans. Uh, <laughs> okay, and- you don't get goth at all. You're out. <laughs> you're jinkos. <laughs> and yeah. <your> rainbow hoodie. <laughs> jinkos are goth. <laughs> Uh, 100%. I don't have any, uh, and my normal jeans are button fly, so I guess the zipper on my hoodie and the, like, three zippers on my jacket. Mm. Hold on. Yeah. No you, need one... the, you need more zippers and you need more vaguely religious jewelry and then That's you true. can be goth. And mm. also, how can anyone wear buttonfly jeans? Because you can't ever go to the bathroom. That's the problem with buttonflies. That's how you do That's it. false. You never go to <laughs> the bathroom. No, they, like, you just pull and it opens. All the buttons come unclasped very easily. And Putting it back together is hard. Night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find. I guess I, I've never had ones that I've worn enough to uh, break them in, because I find it's also extremely hard to unbutton them. That's weird. I've, yeah, that's unusual. I had a <laughs> pair of buttonfly jeans once, and they were pretty- I liked them. I thought they were pretty comfortable, and they looked fine on me, but, like, I felt like it was drawing too much attention to my crotch, which I never, ever want anyone to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. 
until and you so wear I'm, your goth uh, crotch harness <laughs> made of yeah, all until I wear my <laughs> until I wear my goth outfit that's just a black and white target centered on my dick. Mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> Uh, the, the, I have also button fly, um, uh, khaki, khaki shorts and those. (laughs) No, I was joking. Oh no. Uh, no, not jean shorts, khaki shorts. Uh, but they, they take, they take forever to unbutton because the buttons are plastic and the (laughs) material is like regular pants. Whereas okay. this is crazy. Based on jeans this, are denim with metal buttons, so you can just pull it apart. <laughs> Based on this conversation, I'm going to now rank us in order of gothness. Mm-hmm. I am the most goth. Louisa is second, and Jeff is the least goth of the three of us. Do I you think guys I'm, agree. I think I'm more goth than Louisa, but am m- m- less goth than Matt. Hmm. I can't pull off a mustache or a soul patch like Matt. Here's the thing, and this hasn't come up in this conversation yet, but Louisa knows a lot about tarot cards. That's true. Mm, Is all witch things automatically goth? Yes. And I have bought a bunch of necklaces because they're they're semi-precious stones, but I like how they remind me of teeth. (laughs) <laughs> that is something I like in a necklace. So I do like that. Did I tell you Jen got a ring that was made with real human teeth? Yes. Awesome. It's very is cool. Is that, uh, what do they call that? Um, um, morning jewelry? It is, yes. It's a piece yeah. of morning jewelry. She has a whole collection of morning jewelry. Listen, Jen is the most goth yes, of all of us. Yes. For sure. <laughs> but I think by association, I'm second. Louisa is probably third, and then Jeff is last. I want to be in this separate category of fruit goth. I am firmly on board with being a fruit goth. <laughs> I, I don't think you're allowed to say those words in that order. <laughs> I yes. am, because I am one. Uh, I don't think is you this you're, be... you're finally coming out after all these years, Louisa? <laughs> I, I, think that, I think that being gay is one of the main things about being a fruit I goth. Know, but I'm I think it's like the in the name. Yeah, I think it's it's ironically part of the name. Listen, I have a uh, shirt with pineapples on it, and I have a different one with bananas on it. This is all very compelling. Louisa, you're just selling yourself as a member of the Donkey Kong family. <laughs> yeah, you're Animal Crossing goth. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. I, there's an image that's been going around this summer, uh, especially because summer goth has become a real big, fun meme. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's a picture of two very goth people in a park, and it says, remember, summer temps can be fatal to goths. If you're hot, they're hot. Bring them inside. And it's extremely funny, like like, making fun of those notifications to do that for pets. Yep. But for but for goths? <laughs> I like yep, it. No, I, I get it. <laughs> cool. I don't dislike it, I just don't know how to react to it. Like, yes, I have seen that. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm glad that we're all on the same page. <laughs> Alright, well, I hope you guys were all on our page and that you enjoyed it and that you're gonna come back to it next week. It's a Please page that was written with a quill pen and it's got drips of yes. blood or maybe blood. on them. It was written in blood by the devil. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Hell. Yeah, in hell. It was written in hell by the devil. Oh, that was um, just an aside. <laughs> oh, I, I just spilled my frosty. <laughs> oh, hell. Oh, man. Uh, so anyway, if you like this episode, please tell your friends. That's the only way we can grow. We are very happy that people are spreading the word about our show. Um, if you like it, please rate and review us on iTunes, and you can share our episodes on Twitter. Uh, you can contact us by 
emailing us seeingreddit at gmail.com or by tweeting at us at seeingreddit. Uh, and we love that Twitter feed. If you want to get in touch with me personally, I'm uh, at Kamikaze Pilot on Twitter. I'm J3FK on Twitter, JeffJK on Snapchat and Instagram. Feel free to message me about whatever. It's totally fine. Uh, you won't be bothering me. I know sometimes people are afraid to interact because they are nervous. I'm probably friendly. Don't worry about it. Uh, shout out to all of our goth listeners. Thank you for listening and for uh, keeping it weird out there. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash JeffJK to give me money uh you know if you want you don't have to really went down in energy by the time you got to the money uh you can email me jeff at funtimes.online uh i think that's it all right uh you can find me on twitter at heronbird or vero or instagram louisa heron Alrighty, thanks to everyone who's been tweeting about us over the past week uh thanks to uh queso el diablo sorry his his display name is so long that it's it's hard. I can't see the, the his tag. Anyway, um, thanks to uh, to at Dusty Gulch. Thank you, Dusty. I'm not going to try to remember people's real names because there's yeah, going to come a part where I'm go not going to remember yeah. how to do it. And that's <laughs> sure. that's Thomas Sobiak on Twitter. Yes, that's true. Thank you. Uh, thanks to at Chrissy Long Thirteen. Thank you, Chrissy. Uh, who posted a very funny Waluigi meme to us about Super Smash Brothers, about how it's not Super Smash Brothers. We love it. Um, <laughs> thanks t- to everyone who voted in our uh, casting poll last week. The fantasy casting was Ronald McDonald, which I forgot, and now I am used to I again. didn't even check. Jeez. <laughs> uh, number one was Stephen Colbert, which was Louisa's pick, Yay! I think. Yep. Uh, number two was Jane Lynch, which was... No, wait. Was Jane Lynch your pick, Louisa? No. That was mine. Okay. Jane Lynch was Jeff's, which was number two. Number three was John Leguizamo, which was a very funny joke, in case you didn't know. Uh, and then last <laughs> place was mine, which was an even funnier joke, which was Rob McElhenney, <laughs> who plays the character of Ronald McDonald on uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But oh, anyway. oh yeah. I didn't know that was his character's yeah, full name. I bet a lot of people didn't. Yes, <laughs> That's the yes I know. That's why it didn't get any votes, but it was a very funny joke anyway. I can't believe so. that show has been on for 12 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't believe that um, uh, What's-His-Face... Uh, the main guy who plays Dennis. Yeah. Uh, Glenn like, Howerton. Yes, thank you. Had to leave. <laughs> like, had to be like, I'm gonna leave this show even though this show's not over because I want my career to advance. That's crazy. We'll see. We'll it's, see how far it advances. <laughs> th- this show started when I was in high school. It's a good show. I mean, it's still pretty funny. It's not as yeah. funny as it used to be, but it's still I mean, a yeah. pretty good show. I've I've never liked it. <laughs> it's good though. That's fair. Anyway, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for talking about us on Twitter. We really appreciate it. Um, please come back next week. In the meantime, though, please remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read those comments. Hang in there, baby.
Ooh, we went we went middle classic back to our <laughs> most. Popular I can never era. remember any of the things that I want to say instead of keep your pockets on Shrek, and I don't want to pause in my like lead up to the end. You so have to I start just... writing them down. 